It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's Your Life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and you know I tell you, it's Tuesday, and uh, I tell you, most of us just... uh, just getting back in in the mix of things, becoming off a, a weekend, and and you know Monday is kind of like stretching Tuesday. We had to get ready to go full speed ahead, and in doing those things, I believe that we have to have a clear understanding of the direction that we're going in, and I believe that every day we need to try to build a better us. And what I mean by that is we all have challenges in our life. We all have situations, circumstances. But I believe that every single day should be based on the betterment of yourself, based on the betterment of others. We have to build a better you. <laughs> yeah, and we we have to do that, Noah. You you know how that is, man. We have to always strive to be the best. Man, we all have challenges, and at the end of the day, if we just let those challenges consume us as individuals, you know, it's just going to be really hard to get through to the next day to connect with the people in our lives. So you always have to strive to do better, even if it's small steps every day. Do something every day to better your life and better yourself. And that's what it's all about. Even when we fall down. Uh, even when we experience tragedy, even regardless of the situation is, we have to get back up. We have to shake it off and we have to move forward and, and just show resilience and just uh, being a better us. And I keep saying uh, life requires you to be a better you. It, it does. No, life requires you to be better than you were yesterday. Well, yeah, even if you don't have challenges, because if you're going through life on a normal day-to-day basis and you never strive to be better, you're never going to get to that next level, James. And you won't, man. And, uh, man, I'm just excited. Uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to you that much today, man. I miss you. I miss you, my friend. Yeah, we're usually on the uh, connection level (laughs) at some point during the day, but I'm sure we've both been busy. It's always good to talk to you. Another fabulous show we'll have to make up for that tomorrow we have to and man i tell you man michelle is in new york how you doing michelle i'm doing good james for, for everybody who don't know michelle cooley she's my fabulous co-host and you just heard noah dingley he is my fantastic producer and we just got a, a great show coming your way today and uh a quick reminder talk, my friend uh, let's uh, talk about real quickly the legacy story contest well you know i tell you the legacy story contest uh, hey rob can you tell our listening audience a little bit about that because that contest is coming up real soon Rob, and uh, we want uh, participants to tell their their legacy in 300 words or less, you know, on uh, what they want to leave behind and what they want their legacy to be. So, Rob, can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Thank you, James. Yes, I'm Rob Lucy, and I'd love to tell you a little bit more about the Legacy Story Contest. This is a contest that you will write. It's a story that you really don't want to disappear. You'd really love your family and your friends and your colleagues know about this story. It could be anything. It could be something from your childhood. It could be about getting married, about falling in love, about um, um, burning down the barn. You didn't mean to do that. Any story that you don't want to disappear, that you'd love to have your descendants learn about hundreds of years from now. So write your story up to 300 words, a story you don't want to disappear, and we'll uh, judge all, we'll read all three, all stories, and we'll come up with a winner. We'll decide on a winner with a great prize. That's the Legacy Story Contest, James, and uh, I'm looking forward to start reading them. Hey, Rob, man. (laughs) Rob, thanks so much. But but we, the winner of this contest, I'll tell you, the the dates are... the last day to enter your 
your legacy was 300 words less is the 25th of May. Uh, we're going to identify the three finalists on the 28th. On the 4th of June, the three finalists will get an opportunity to be on the James Cooley show to tell their story if they want to. And, uh, you know, you, you, you want to make sure that uh, your family, your, your descendants, uh, whoever knows your story. So I'm excited about that, Noah. Yeah, as you and I were talking about, I mean, the contest is a nice touch. And so, you know, you're going to be able to win a nice dinner for two. That's amazing. But getting that motivation to put your story down on paper and to be able to document that so you can pass that down and have that story not forgotten, that's a priceless thing. That is so priceless. And, you know, I tell you, the show today is 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 priceless as well, because uh, uh, just like I keep saying, uh, the title of the show is Life Requires You to Be a Better You. And we got Mr. Bud Henderson that's going to share his story. And he's got this fantastic book out uh, that's called Enjoy Greater Results with Less Effort, Build a Better You. And so, Michelle, can you tell our listening audience a little bit about the purpose of the show today? Yes. The purpose of the show today is to learn how to embrace change and grow from it, to learn the importance of taking the responsibility and initiative to make better life choices to build a better you. Learn what can we do to make better decisions so we can maximize or improve our enjoyment on our journey, whether it's the good times or the bad times. Learn what the acronym HELP means. Learn how building a better you also builds a better team, a better family, and a better community. Well, listen, audience, uh, I, you heard what Michelle said. If you want to be part of this conversation, please call in at one eight eight eight. 344-1170. Again, that's one 344 Ask Bud, myself, Michelle, anybody. Ask questions that tell us what's, what, what requires you to be a better you. Michelle, can you introduce our great guest tonight? Yes, honorably introduce Mr. Bud Hendrickson. Bud Hendrickson is passionate about enjoying life's journey. He's the youngest of seven children with six older sisters. He was raised in a one-bathroom house next to the family business where he developed his strong work ethic at an early age. After being baptized just before getting married, both Bud and his wife enjoyed a spiritual growth journey together that laid a foundation upon which to build his bedrock truths. He graduated from South Dakota School of Mines and Technology with a degree in mechanical engineering in May of 1988. Bud is the proud father of two sons. One of the toughest moments was enduring the loss of his high school sweetheart and wife of 28 years, Nancy, in 2015 to cancer. With patience and purposeful actions, Bud again found a supportive life partner to enjoy life with and one with whom he could build a better version of himself. He found this in Kristen. Both Bud and Kristen are optimistic about the opportunity to invest in each other's success every day. Most people realize that pain and pleasure are integral and other integrated parts of living. Bud chooses daily to enjoy his journey, no matter what and no matter, and teaches others to do the same. In his book, Enjoy Greater Results with Less Effort, Build a Better You, Bud Hendrickson talks about the 10 bedrock truths. Hendrickson talks about how through challenging times such as death of a loved one and a pandemic, these bedrock truths have left him with few regrets as he walks through life. Hendrickson writes, change is neither good nor bad, but how we embrace it and grow from it will determine how it impacts our lives. Through reading his book and learning from his story, you will learn how to be a better you, a better you for yourself as well as those around you, and you too will be able to walk through life with few regrets. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, proudly presents Mr. Bud Hendrickson. Bud, welcome to the show. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing very well until very fortunate to be on your show today. Man, I'm I, I'm so glad that you're here, and you and I have talked a couple of times, and I'm excited. I I read uh, uh, some of your book. Man, I'm excited. Uh, can you tell our listening audience a little bit about your background and where you grew up? So, you know, I, I grew up in a small town, uh, Custer, South Dakota, which is about 20 miles from Mount Rushmore. And, you know, my high school was uh, less than 300 students. I had a graduating class of 69 
And, and so I, I was the youngest of seven kids in the family business. Um, I spent a lot of time. It's almost like Mayberry, man. I was OP, and I spent <laughs> a lot of time on my bicycle, and I, I hunted and fished and uh, played sports. And, um, you know, what's kind of funny and, you know, how I got into my, my field was not by a lot of planning is um, – I could, my, my dad wanted me to go to college, and so uh, the, the school that was closest was an engineering school, and I could play football. So that was my career planning in a nutshell. Wow. I mean, so it sounded like you said <laughs> kind of like Mayberry. <laughs> you know, that's uh, I grew up in a uh, – I wouldn't say grew up, but uh, I lived on in a small uh, city in Graham, Alabama myself. And so I know how that is where there's not a whole lot of folks, but it's a whole lot of love and Amen. it's a whole lot, whole lot of responsibility. But you know what? We're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and we are really going to delve off into Bud Henderson. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and we got uh, Mr. Bud uh, Henderson. And I tell you, uh, it's it's an absolute pleasure uh, having him on the show today. And if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Our topic today that we're talking about is life requires you to be a better you, and we're going to talk about his great book uh, that he just uh, re revised and re released. And uh, I have been reading this, and uh, I tell you, I mean, I wish I had a little bit more time. I would probably be deeper into it because it's it's a it's a work of art. Hey, hey, Bud, can you? Uh, Tell me about uh, your book, Enjoy Greater Results with Less Effort and Build a Better You. Why Why this book? What was your motivation for writing it? And in the newly revised and updated version this year, uh, just tell us about it a little bit. So a, a friend of mine kind of asked me about, you know, 10 quotes or life lessons that you live by. And this was back in 2015. So after church, I sat down and, and, and I started going through them and, and I wrote a paragraph uh, about each one of them. And, you know, he looked at it and goes, man, you should write a book. And you know, at the time I you know, kind of put it off and well, in early 2016, it, it turned into a book and it was really a great, you know, I never journaled and I know a lot of people do. And my mom did, she did a diary and, and I never did that, but it was really a great opportunity to journal what had worked well in my life. And, and, and really, things that are a great foundation which to build a better you and a better life off of well then literally two weeks after it came out i fell 10 feet and 
had 10 fractures and seven ribs and a broken collarbone. And uh, so I never really had a chance to, to really go. And then I started a new job and all that. But when I re- look back, you know, you know, the five years, these bedrock truths are as important to me as they were earlier in my life. And then you start looking at the pandemic and all the craziness we had the last year. If you want to build a resilient you, uh, these bedrock truths are as valuable today as ever. Wow. So, Bud, you mentioned a rearview mirror and a windshield. What are the differences and meanings in enjoying greater results with less effort build a better you regarding that? You know, I've always lived life like I'm, you know, a driver in a car, right? I'm looking through the windshield. And, and you know, the, the rear view mirror is much smaller. And, yes, you need to use it. But, you know, your focus should be in the rear view mirror. I mean, you can look back and celebrate. You can look back at things that you can learn from. But, you know, if you did it the reverse where your rear view mirror was the size of your windshield and your windshield was the size of your rear view mirror, that would be a scary ride. And I've seen people live that way. I mean, I call them getting hysterical, you know, or or historical, you know. And I really think it's valuable to really stay focused moving forward and then just look back occasionally to celebrate and what can you learn from it so you can navigate better moving forward. Wow. Yeah, I think of a Bible scripture, forgetting those things which are behind and pressing forward. Um, Yeah. what are the reasons anyone would desire to build a better version of himself or herself? You know, and I think it's all built into us. We want to be successful. We want to be effective, whether it's in our personal life or in our professional life. And so part of building a better you is not only being successful and enjoying the good times of your life, but it's setting the foundation so you're resilient so when the troubles come or the you know, the the challenges that you're better able to uh, not only weather them, but, you know, it's kind of like the Romans 8, 28, you know, for those who love the Lord and call to his purpose, good can come through all things. But we have to use our free will to find those good things. And, and I have many examples in my life where I've grown. God's more worried about our character than our comfort, right? And so sometimes the good is that our character is built during these challenging times, and it's seen the value in that. Hey, Bud, producer Noah here. And I know in your book you mentioned difficulties including the passing of your first wife, the fall through your deck that was under construction. You know, those aren't happy things. So how does your philosophy help you endure trials and tests when they come about? Well, you know, and and it really goes back to Romans 8, 28, right? How do you find the good in it? And so when I look at my wife's cancer, uh, one, it really falls forced us to focus on what's important. She didn't have the energy that she had before. And so a lot of the less important things she had to, you know, not do, you know, throw them away and and really focus on the important things. I'm going to tell you what relationships really kicked in. And, you know, we moved and it was kind of hard. We built a forever home, right? And I was unemployed. So you kind of look at that, well, gosh, you're moving from your forever home and your church of 20 years and all the support people. And it was tough. But what I'd also say is we moved up here. Um, it was new adventures, right, that we wouldn't have gotten had we stayed there. We had 30 different of our friends and relatives come and visit us. And it's much different when people come and stay with you. You get up, you have bedhead, you're making coffee, you're planning the day's activities, then just they stop by, right? And so I just look at how relationships were better. It's forced us to focus on, you know, really important things. And I think also, you know, and I'm not saying my wife, you know, facing death didn't have times of fear and anger, but it didn't define her. And uh, she was able to invest in people till the day she died. You know, even the doctors and nurses, you know, they said, you know what, you've encouraged us. Isn't that what it's all about? encouraging everybody in all situations sorry about that but i'm a crier oh you and i you and i both are and i understand health issues especially with those that you love that they can be devastating but you learn from them and as you said you can pass these stories along and people can learn exactly you know it's even like when i fell and you know here i'm unemployed and you know i got seven broken ribs and a broken collarbone and i can't sleep and um you know, I could have beat myself up, but, you know, obviously I got to live by my bedrock truths and 
So I said, you know, what can I learn from this, you know, bad event happening? I can't change it, right? And, uh, boy, it was amazing the, the empathy I got for people who had chronic health issues. And, you know, I was going to get better, and I was getting better. Um, you know, I look at people who, um, you know, have extreme sports, and they get beat up just as bad or worse than me, and they go back to it. I'm not planning on falling through a, a deck and, you know, busting myself up again. And I really got a much greater appreciation for Nancy. I mean, I, I'm not staring death in the face, but the courage to, to face that. And so I do believe my character was uh, built. It, you know, it, it allowed me to uh, become a better person uh, going through that tough time that, you know what, if I was given the choice, I wouldn't do it. But I didn't have the choice. You know, but real quickly, you just mentioned not being able to change certain things and coming to that realization and saying, hey, OK, I can't change this thing, but I can move forward and make myself a better person. That's a significant step. Yes. And, you know, the, the whole deal is how do we not waste any moment? Right. Uh, it, it'd be great that we can choose, you know, the road that we're in all the time. But we don't. And so we got to be able to enjoy the, every road that we're on if you're going to maximize enjoyment in life and, and really build the character that I think God wants us to have. Great answers. Hey, Bud, you, you mentioned this word enjoy, enjoy. Uh, what does the word enjoy mean to you? Uh, it appears in, I mean, in your book a lot, and uh, it seems like it's a part of your continuously uh, life and your situations. So, you know, if, if you look at the Webster's Dictionary, enjoy is take delight or pleasure in. And, you know, the whole deal is I choose to take delight and pleasure in everything. And, and so I, I've used it instead of using regards or sincerely, I've used it as kind of my salutation at the end of all my emails. Uh, it, it's really a foundation. I mean, it, it's a choice, right? Uh, and I choose to enjoy. I, I choose to take delight and pleasure in and everything. And, and the good news is I've enjoyed all stages of my life. You know, I, there's not one stage that I would want to pass. Now, I don't necessarily want to go back, but I, I enjoyed it. And I'm, I feel very blessed to just be able to say that. Wow. You know, uh, man, you're an inspiration, man. You, I mean, I'm touched already. How have you and your new wife, Krista, made good choices, especially the three cores? So, you know, what's interesting, uh, I always thought I'd meet my next mate, you know, through my network. Well, after about three years, I'm finding out my network's in California. It's not here in Washington. So I decided to do online dating. And, and obviously with you know, being a Christian, I want someone else that where God was at the center of their life. And so I did Christian Mingle. And, you know, I'm also very fortunate that literally she's the second person that I met on Christian Mingle. And uh, so, you know, when I look at it is I really liked what I saw after our first date. And I took the initiative. I said, how do you like to be pursued? I'm not leaving anything up to chance. I'm taking initiative. I'm being purposeful. I want to meet her needs. And so, you know, she shared some of the things that are important for her. She wanted to have constant conversations. She didn't want to just be texted and things like that. But then as we grew, you know, it, it's literally, you know, how do you honor God? I mean, we didn't move in together. We didn't have sex. And, and, and the, that's the foreign thing in today's world. But I tell you what it did. It forced us to, again, stay focused on how do we move this relationship forward in a positive way so we can make that decision. And so when you look at the court of three strands, because we were getting married, what is that message that we wanted to get out? And it's really about how a, 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 a single strand can be easily broken. You know, how two strands is a little bit stronger, but a court of three strands is not easily broken. And, and so the three strands is God in the middle, and you got the husband and wife. And so you know, I was fortunate that, you know, even though I didn't really know that, that's how my first marriage was. And I've been blessed that my second marriage, we have been conscientious to make sure we keep God in the middle. And we have that relationship with three strands to, to keep us strong. Man, I, I love your philosophy, man. I wish uh, uh, more of us live by those philosophies, the three strands. And, you know, we're going to take a station break. But... We're going to come back and continue this discussion with Bud Henderson. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. 
The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 86.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley and we got Mr. Bud Henderson and I tell you, uh, if you're not inspired, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about you. But, uh, this guy is, is inspiring us, and uh, he just talked about three things that are extremely important to three courts. And I hope uh, 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 that you were listening to that because I'm going to ask him to say that again in a minute, just to sum that up real quickly. But if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Before we get to Michelle, Bud, can you sum the three cores up again so our listening audience can get a better understanding of that? Yeah, so uh, uh, it's an Ecclesiastes, I think it's four something, but uh, it's basically talking about, you know, a co- single chord is easily broken, two chords is, is a little stronger, but a chord of three strands is not is not easily broken. And, and it's really talking about putting your relationship where you've got God in the center, and then you've got a chord that represents the wife and one the husband. And, and with the three together, you have a very strong court or in this way relationship and and obviously you know i i was very fortunate i i had a 28 year marriage and hope to have another 28 thank you bud but what is a living history and how do you value learning and what are the best ways to learn well you know um and again, I'll kind of go back to the Bible. They talk about having a Paul, a Barnabas, and a, and a Timothy. And, you know, Paul is your mentor, Barnabas is your brother, and a Timothy is somebody you're mentoring. And I think that's really the best way to learn. You know, even the mama bear, you know, teaches the baby bear how to hunt and fish and stuff like that. And so I think having somebody demonstrate uh, of how to do it well and then you being able to then try it yourself where you get the hands-on is the best way to learn. And one of the, the old sayings is experience is learning from your own mistakes and wisdom is learning from someone else's mistakes. And, you know, we're going to get enough experience uh, the way it is. So anytime we can learn from somebody else, uh, I think it's of value. Speaking of learning, but very curious, producer Noah again, I have two 20-year-old sons, and they're in their 20s, and I'm also a writer, and I like, you know, I'm like. i hoping that one day some of the things that I write will have an impact on them. Have your writings had an influence on your sons? You know, they have, you know, and, and, and one of them is uh, Bedrock Truce is the uh, conflict is not bad, only unresolved conflict. You know, it's through the you know, resolution of the conflict that the best solutions come from, the trust that's built in relationships. I think they've taken that to heart. I think serving others and, you know, not only trying to build a better themselves, but to build a better, their friends and community. Uh, they're not married yet. I only have two grand puppies. So, uh, um, but, but I think that, you know, also the margin, you know, they've learned to be content with what they have. 
Um, so when it comes to um, they're not overextended with their you know money, you know with time, and you know that's another big thing that can add a lot of stress quickly is when we don't have margin, and, and I think they've done that very well. That's awesome to hear. But with efforts to create solutions to any problems, personal or business, what role does finding common ground play? Well, you know, it's funny, you know, if we can't find solutions or actions that meets the needs of all or actions that people can support, you're not going to get cooperation. And so I I, I think, you know, especially as a leader, and I'm, I'm using myself as an example, I think you have to ask open-ended questions. You know, what are your needs? What are your issues? What are your solutions? And then with that, I mean, then I would try to present what I feel are effective solutions. I think many times with the information you get, you actually change uh, maybe some of the actions and plans because of the information you got. But I truly believe part of this is it's making you know everybody included and trying to meet everybody's needs. Because if we don't do that, then I, I think that there's very little buy-in and it's hard to get everybody working together uh, to solve the problem. And, and obviously I think we see a lot of that being played out today in our world. And, and that's another reason I really feel it's important with the bedrock truth because common ground is so important um, to moving forward in so many of our issues. You know, but um, I read your foreword and uh, Coach Mark, I think his name is Speckman, uh, he laid it out so intelligently about the 10 bedrocks and also about a man of character talking about you and what you stand for and what you live for. Uh, tell us why is Mark Speckman, how did he inspire you and what, what does he do? You know, it's interesting. I, I did, you know, I, I met him for a short period of time. We've stayed in touch, but he coached my, my oldest son in college football and what's interesting about Mark Speckman, you know, he, he played football at Menlo College. It was a junior college for two years and then went down to Azusa Pacific. And he ended up being honorable mention All-American at linebacker. But the amazing thing, he was born with no hands. And, you know, if I'm going to have somebody write a forward for me, uh, I want somebody who lives my values, right? And and so, you know, I look at Mark Speckman. He never had pity on himself. He, You know, his theory or his quote is figure it out because he had to and in a lot of different ways. And, and it never stopped him. He's a very good football coach. Uh, he doesn't let his challenge of having no hand stop him from what – he does, and not only invested in himself and his family, but being a football coach, he's invested in hundreds, if not thousands, of young men in his football teams. Wow. You know, uh, you and I talked about him a little bit uh, earlier today and uh, a couple of days ago. I would love to have him on the show. Uh, you know, we all have disagreements, and we all have uh, – we don't, we don't always agree with each other on anything. How should we handle disagreements from our point of view? You know, disagreements are an interesting thing because, uh, again, I, I think common ground is important, right? So one of the first things I think is very important is, one, are you a reasonable person and the person you're dealing with, are they reasonable? And so then the definition of that is if, if you do not or cannot see other people's needs, no matter what information is shared or circumstances presented, you're unreasonable. And at that point, I think you might as well save your breath and move on. What I will say is you need to have an open heart. So if they do open it up, that you're there to find that common ground. Okay. And, and I think a lot of it, it's really, you know, having positive relationships. And, and my definition of relationship is the decisions I make about your success. So if I'm, you know, my core values have a positive relationships. When it comes to dealing with issues, I'm still considering your needs i'm considering my needs and we're trying to find solutions that meet both and, and i think that's an important thing and i think even with conflict resolution you know if you have the relationship um you're going to stay in the conversation longer to find that solution and find that resolution that you wouldn't do if you didn't have the relationship 
But in addition to the 10 bedrock truths, you added an 11th. What is it? And two wrongs don't make a right? Well, you know, what, what's funny, it's funny how life is dynamic. And again, I was having a conversation with my friend that wanted me to talk about my, you know, life lessons or quotes and, you know, the bedrock truths. And, you know, I said, man, there's an 11th one I should have put in there. Two wrongs don't make a right. And what I mean by that is, and, you know, when I played sports, and you've probably seen it, you know, the first person that fouls or has the infraction doesn't get caught. It's the one that retaliates that does, right? Well, you know, then I raised my kids, and, you know, kids, you know, someone wrongs them, they want to wrong them back, and, and, and it's not the right way. Well, unfortunately, I see that playing out in our society too much. I mean, where, you know, to correct a past wrong, we want to do another wrong. Well, that doesn't make a right. And uh, so uh, I may have to, uh, I'll probably do a blog on that uh, to expand on that a little bit more. Wow. I, I think our producer got a question. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Oh, I tell you, Bud, what do you define as an unreasonable, unreasonable person? So to me, an unreasonable person is no matter what you tell them, no matter what information or facts or circumstances, they will never consider anything but their own needs. And you, you just can't find resolution. You can't find common ground with a person like that. And, and so I, I really feel that sometimes there's value in separating yourself when you can. And I go into a little bit more detail because sometimes you don't have a choice. So then you have to be very careful in how you um, move forward with these people or what you choose to discuss or work with. But, you know, kind of like uh, emergency planning, right? Sometimes to deal with people like this, you also have to have a plan. And uh, I think sometimes getting counsel from people who are good at, you know, dealing with difficult situations may help you get information to come up with a plan that you can better deal with that person. Um, but most of the time, I would probably recommend, if you can, wait until they're more reasonable and they're motivated to uh, find common ground. Hey, bud, producer Noah, again, I know we're coming up on a break, but real quickly, I know you mentioned that opportunity is missed by most, and I'm I'm pretty sure all of us are guilty of this to some degree, but why is that so true? Well, you know, opportunity is earned, it's not given, okay? And I think that to get opportunity, you have to show yourself capable, that you're trustworthy, etc. And so... It takes effort. It takes work, right? And so how that came from it, there's an old uh, quote from Thomas Edison, opportunity is dressed in overalls and looks like work, okay? Um, and, and I think with that, a lot of people say opportunity, yeah, and, and people don't, they miss it, okay? And, and so what I really hope and that my, my uh, what I want to say is um, my uh, new title says greater results with less effort. I don't want people to think that there's no work, but what I don't want is where people put a lot of effort in, and I'll use an analogy, you know, you throw this ladder up on a wall and you hurry up to the top and you find out you're on the wrong wall. Yeah, you put a lot of effort in, but you weren't very effective, right? So I think sometimes, you know, stepping back and, and looking at uh, – uh, what's important to you, prioritizing things allows you to best utilize your effort to be the most effective to get the results you desire. Okay, so it's not no work, but it's uh, uh, being prioritized and, and focused so that you get the most results for the effort you put forward. I love that answer. Priority is the key. Yeah. Priority is the key, and yeah, I love that answer as well. You know, we're going to take a station break, but if you want to join in on the conversation, that's one 888 Again, that's one 888 We're going to come back and continue to talk with Bud. It's your life. I'm James Cool. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. 
The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer San Diego, streaming now on TuneIn.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and we got uh, uh, Mr. Bud uh, Henderson that uh, I'll tell you, I mean, he's... uh, really lighten it up and educating us and uh i just i love his style i mean uh, one of the things that uh, i like is his 10 bedrocks truths and that's what he's talking about he, then he added an 11th one to that one you know so uh if you want to be part of the conversation that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. again that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. but uh why is change any change an opportunity or a threat well, you know what's funny is, uh, you know, and obviously being a manager for improvement and stuff, I'm pushing change, and it's amazing how people resist it. And I think a lot of times we get comfort in our current situation or, you know, the, the current system allowed us to be successful. But, you know, when I go look at change over history, I mean, Kodak was the, the designer of the digital camera, but they were so focused on making money through film and paper that even though their own employee invented it, they never protected it. Well, obviously, they lost that opportunity. But I also look at, you know, life. I mean, getting married, that's a great change, right? I mean, it's a big one, too, and we, we, we really enjoy it. And then, you know, having children. So I think a lot of times I think what people need to realize is that uh, sometimes, too, by not changing, we can become obsolete as far as the current needs of the organization or whatever. And so we really need to evaluate the the benefits uh, of change. And I think if we really are honest in, in many cases, and if there's not any benefits, I wouldn't put the effort in. But I think in most cases, if we're really honest with ourselves, there are benefits to the change. And then if we really are honest, too, and we evaluate it, the, the effort is not as much as we think it is. And so that allows us to transition into the future state you know, with the benefits. And um, But so many people, because of viewing it as a threat, they, they don't get the most out of the change. And, and I, I've seen that happen many times. And uh, so it's your choice, right? It's opportunity or threat. And uh, I choose to have change as an opportunity. And, and I can give you many examples. I'm a simple boy from South Dakota, and I, I, I've lived across the country, and I've had a lot of opportunities and seen a lot of things, and I could not have envisioned it, you know. And it was just working hard, doing the right thing, and going through doors of opportunity. Wow. But would you define the acronym H-E-L-P for our audience? Yes. And so uh, one of the things that uh, – you know, I'm looking at, you know, when you start building a better you, um, what does that look like, right? And so this acronym helps. So you got H, offer a hand up. It's not a hand out. It's a hand up. 
an analogy I'll use here, you know, they talk about you give somebody a fish, you feed them for a day. But if you teach them to fish, you feed them for a lifetime. The goal here is to teach people to fish, or if they know how to fish, that they can fish even better, right? It's really about a, a hand up. And, and I think, you know, as we go through help, the goal here is to not only make them a better fisherman, but give them the desire to fish because they have success. And so the E is experience God's love personally and share it with others. Uh, you, you know, it really comes back... We cannot give to others what we don't have. And so we really need to work on a relationship with God. Uh, that's our enduring standard. And then we need to work on having a positive relationship with ourselves. And once that's done, then we can go out and have positive relationship with others. L is love others because God loves you. And, you know, it's unconditional, right? Uh, we do things to disappoint God, but you know what? Uh, he loves us anyway, and I think we need to have that same unconditional love as we look to our brothers and sisters and neighbors. Um, people need your love just like you receive God's love. And, and you know, uh, I, I truly believe this, that uh, um, we, and that's probably the hard part with our pandemic is we're losing that touch. We're losing that connection. Uh, you know, most of our uh, body, our, our communication is not even words. It's body language, tone, and facial expressions, and we're losing so much of it. And uh, so anyway, uh, I, I, it's just a nice acronym, I, I think, you, to define what help is and how we not only build our own self up, but how we build others up. You know, we've been talking about priority and focus, and I know that we've all had different experiences that might have been challenging. So when you were going through your toughest times, Bud, what are the the things when you lost focus or had a hard time prioritizing that got you back on track that others might take a closer look at? You know, uh, when I start feeling that I don't have peace or my, like I'm just losing control of things, that is my signal to say, you know what, I need to stop. I need to first pray to God to help me get the focus and direction I need and take the time and effort to listen, but also look at what's going on and what's important. Uh, because if, if you start, I, I really think it's better to do one, two, or three things really well and completed than try to do 10 things. We cannot be all things to everybody. Okay, and I think the the sooner that we look at trying to prioritize and focus, that things start to get in alignment. But I think it all starts with our relationship with God and in, in, in understanding what His will is. And because if you love God and you're living His will, there's going to be good that comes for all things. We just got to find it. Good answer. Wow, that is a great answer, man. That is a great answer. You know, so, but. What is one central truth you want to leave us with today? You know, uh, it's really about relationships. You know, I have the 10 bedrock truths, but I also have the 10 to 1 chapter at the end. And, you know, I, I talk about how rough carpentry, when I built my house, how much quicker the cuts were made and, and, and it went up and all the mistakes could be hidden with siding and sheetrock. But when they did the stairs and the finished carpentry, how much more care was there and, and the extra care and measurements and the better blades and, and all that. But I said relationships kind of the same way, right? I mean, if, if we knew that one oops in the relationship, and I'm going to just use the 10 to 1, took 10 times the effort to fix it, would we be more careful in how we respond? And, and so there's the old saying, measure twice, cut once. And uh, with the, with relationships, I talk about think twice, respond once. And I, I really think it's all about relationships. All that makes the other the 10 bedrock truths work. And uh, so I, I would say really focusing on relationships. Again, God first, yourself second, and then with others third. Wow, that is that is so important. It's all about the legacy as well, you know, with relationship and you teaching your boys to uh, to follow the legacy and understand God. And uh, just like I want to re- remind our uh, listeners again about the legacy contest. Rob, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about the legacy contest coming up? 
Thank you, James. Yes, I'm Rob Lucy, and I'd love to tell you a little bit more about the Legacy Story Contest. This is a contest that you will write. It's a story that you really don't want to disappear. You'd really love your family and your friends and your colleagues know about this story. It could be anything. It could be something from your childhood. It could be about getting married, about falling in love, about um, um, burning down the barn. You didn't mean to do that. Any story that you don't want to disappear, that you'd love to have your descendants learn about hundreds of years from now. So write your story up to 300 words, a story you don't want to disappear, and we'll uh, judge all, we'll read all three, all stories, and we'll come up with a winner. We'll decide on a winner with a great prize. That's the Legacy Story Contest, James, and uh, I'm looking forward to start reading them. Hey, man, it's going to be great, and we got this fantastic guest, and we're coming down toward the end of the show. But, uh, Henderson, you have been an absolutely fantastic guest, and I just want to thank you for taking time to come on the show tonight. I got to have you back again because uh, you got me locked in on this book, and uh, if you have time, we're going to get you back on to talk some more about this. So, uh, hey, thank you so much, my friend, for taking the time to come on the show. My pleasure, and I appreciate uh, your hospitality on this show. <laughs> and now, you know, of course, I want to thank my uh, lovely uh, co-host. Uh, I'm a little biased, a little bit. Uh, she's in New York, and she would be back in in Texas uh, Saturday. I hope. I hope she decides to come back. Oh, I got to thank my great producer, Noah. Uh, man, man, you you make this easy, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but most importantly, I want to thank our listening audience for taking the time to listen in Monday through Friday, same time, same place. And we all are always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message to you uh, Monday through Friday. We got some great shows coming up. But uh, tonight I thought was a fantastic show. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Listen, audience, thank you. We'll be back tomorrow at the same time, same place. Don't forget about the Legacy Contest. Uh, we want to get those in again. Uh, the 25th is the end uh, of submission. The 28th, we identify the three finalists. And the 4th, the finalists will get an opportunity to be on the James Cooley It's Your Life show. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, tell you, continue to listen. We'll see you tomorrow. It's your life. I'm James Cole. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.